Money Makers. Today's question is, how do you pick a good investment advisor or financial planner? And how much should you pay them? Currently, the stock market, well, it remains volatile. And there's a lot of people who have sent me comments and questions asking how they can move their portfolio to a new advisor. And the first thing I want to caution you on is don't make any quick changes or sell your portfolio right now. You know, if you are going to make a change, do an in-kind transfer instead. And remember that the key to building a sustainable long-term plan is to have a well-diversified portfolio that has cash, bonds, and high-quality stock preferably dividend payers. If we look at wealthy clients or long-term investors, they know that having a very good advisor who has their best interests at heart is definitely the key to weathering future market uncertainties like we're experiencing right now. If you are looking to make a change, then I just want you to do your homework and find out what the firm and that new advisor that you're interviewing, what is their value proposition? And, you know, it kind of goes without saying that you need to interview more than one. So do maybe three or four if you've got enough time and find someone who has, you know, the same sort of values as you do that is a good fit. And not just the advisor, but the brokerage firm as well, because they vary widely. Let's talk about the fees. There are three types of fee structures. The first is transactional, and this is where you literally have to pay for every single transaction that goes on. So whether you're buying or selling in your portfolio, you're gonna pay. The second type of fee structure is a fee-based structure, which is pretty much the most popular nowadays. And it's based on the value of your portfolio and you are typically charged quarterly, sometimes annually, and the fee is taken directly from your investment portfolio. Now, the third type I would say is the cheapest, and that is where you are just going to pay a fee for advice. This means that you're gonna do all the work, you're gonna do all the trades, and you're just going to pay for advice and guidance. Now, this is actually a trend nowadays because there's many people who are gravitating towards direct investing platforms and they don't want to pay the high advisor fees. We're actually seeing kind of like a, a shift in the market, especially with millennials who don't see the value in having an investment advisor. The young, they simply do not want to pay the thousands of dollars to sit down with an advisor and have a relationship with a banker like their parents did. As more funds transfer and get inherited into the hands of these new investors, these new millennials that are a lot more savvy, you know, 
the investment advisors, the old dogs that are out there and the brokerage firms, they're going to have to start shifting their thinking about their future fee structures. Nonetheless, let's talk about the costs. Let's go a little bit deeper with that. And let me tell you exactly what you're going to have to pay. If you have a financial planner at your bank, they are typically paid a base salary with a commission matrix. And that commission is based on how they grow their book of business and how they bring on new clients. Now the bank staff, they are very interested in referring business to that in-house financial planner because they have targets to do that and bank branches, they also have targets for acquiring new investment business from their everyday banking customers. So just be aware that at the retail level, bank branches are governed by the MFDA. So the Mutual Fund Dealers Association. You are only going to be able to purchase mutual funds some ETFs and GICs. That's about it. If you are looking for something a little bit more customized, a little bit more advanced, maybe you want some SMAs, institutional, maybe you just want a plain old stock portfolio, you're not going to get that at the branch level because the financial planners aren't licensed to do that for you. You've got to move up a tier and this is going to be with an IROC dealer. Banks are all IROC dealers as well, not at the retail level, but they will have an IROC dealer division. So let me give you an example. CIBC will have Wood Gundy, RBC, Dominion Securities, Bank of Nova Scotia, Scotia Capital, TD, TD Wealth, Bank of Montreal, Nesbitt Burns. Now, the costs at these dealers is definitely going to vary. Most investment advisors, they're not called financial planners, they are called investment advisors, and they are all going to want to do a fee-based structure. There's very few that will do transactional. And this is because they are being forced from the top. What's happened is, is that the dealer, the bank, the IROC dealer, plus the advisor, they want to create a regular revenue stream off the client's portfolio. They also want to protect the firm. They want to protect you, the client, on any big blow-ups with making bad decisions if you're doing it on a transactional basis. So they're going to put you more into an overall easier fee-based structure. So this means that they're going to be charging for their services and taking it out as a percentage on your investments. It will be billed quarterly. You're going to want to also actually make sure that the investment advisor that you choose, that they're not double dipping because investment advisors can also sell you mutual funds as well, right? So it's not just a stock portfolio. They can have a few mutual funds in there and they will choose mutual funds for smaller accounts, so maybe under 100000 
they're going to put you in a variety of different mutual funds. But remember that the mutual fund also has an embedded fee in there too. There will be what's called an MER, and MER stands for a management expense ratio. Now, the MERs, they will basically range from about 0.5 on the very, very lowest, and that would be more at the retail level and they will go up to about as high as 1.9 and there are some mutual funds that are way over two percent and then you will have the investment advisors fee which will range between one percent to two and a half percent so be very careful and make sure that your advisor is transparent with their fee structure if you have an advisor who is insurance licensed they may want to sell you segregated funds. Now I am insurance licensed as well and we're going to talk about segregated funds maybe in another video. What I want you to know is that these products their fees are among the highest and they range from about one and a half percent all the way to three and a half they can go up to about four percent they are the most expensive of all types of investment products because they do have a true capital retention aspect to them i'm not a huge fan of seg funds but i do agree that they do have their place in some portfolios so we will cover all the ins and outs of this type of investment product in another video now investment advisors at iroc dealers so at you know the cibc wood gundies and the bank dealers and and also at smaller firms like investors group or asante or raymond james or edward jones i mean you get the idea all the advisors are on 100 percent straight commission so this makes them highly motivated to ensure that you make a profit that in which they are going to get compensated on so i've seen advisors fees range from anywhere from 1% all the way up to 3%. And this is because while some advisors, they act as full personal bankers for their clients, doing everything for their clients financially, offering them tax planning, estate planning. They have lawyers and accountants on staff and they're pretty much doing all their banking so you can understand why they're charging a higher fee structure but most people out there really don't use and they don't need a comprehensive offering like that. Most investors, they just really want someone who knows what they're doing, provides really good advice and guidance and can help them get ahead to retirement debt-free and wealthy. So if you are paying more than, let's say one and a half percent for a fee-based portfolio, you might actually be paying a little bit too much. So just check into that. Now, the third option is for someone like myself, a finance coach. And this is typically going to be someone who gives you unbiased, non-judgmental financial advice and 
and they don't represent or sell any investment or financial products. Instead, what they're going to do is give you advice on how you can do it yourself, how you can create your own saving strategy, how you're going to eliminate your debt, and how you're going to build wealth. Remember that your primary goal should be that you want to find an advisor that you are really, really comfortable with. You want somebody that is ethical, honest, someone who has experience, who you can tell genuinely wants to show you how to increase your wealth and lower your taxation. Your financial partner that you pick, they have to also, you know, provide you with a set of realistic goals that you can easily understand, that you can easily implement, and they're also going to perhaps give you a cash flow analysis. They're going to show you how you can set up a plan that you can work with for saving, and they are going to be committed to helping you secure your future for your family and for your retirement. Bottom line, the fees, honestly, they're all over the map and they're going to vary from one advisor to another. What you pay should really be based on your own comfort zone. So ask yourself these questions. Do you feel that you're getting your money's worth from your fee-based portfolio from your advisor? Or would you prefer that your advisor flip it to a transaction-based portfolio? Is your advisor a valued partner that you are willing to pay for? And more importantly, are you totally, totally satisfied with their services and what they offer? It might be a good idea to periodically check out what the competition is like. I mean, talk to your friends or relatives that are investing as well or experiencing the same thing. How much do they pay? And what has made them keep their advisor? What feels comfortable for you to pay for future investment advice? And I don't want you to think that you can do it all on your own because you do want to have a good advisor to help you get ahead. Because basically, if you think about it, your retirement goal without a plan, it's just a wish. That's all it is. I want you to dream big. I want you to set goals, but you've got to start bringing people in to help you attain those goals. So you want to build a professional team to help you get you where you want to go. So that would be a good realtor, a really good financial advisor, maybe an investment advisor as well, as well as a financial planner, an accountant, a tax advisor, a good lawyer. You want to get more from these people, ask more questions, get more advice, and get that expertise and that advice to allow you to create the action and get your goal 
and make your dreams a reality. And thank you so much for joining me today. Let me know how you do. You can comment, you can like or subscribe, or you can even send me an email at info at askthemoneylady.ca. See you next time.